0: Hello, family. This is Pastor John just reading the Word. Forgive me if you hear background music. I'm in a hotel lobby waiting for a shuttle. So, Father, I thank you for your Word. I ask you, Lord, to give us direction and guidance and let your Word, Holy Spirit, be alive to us that we might apply it to our lives on our daily walk. And for this, I love and thank you, Jesus. Amen. (coughs) Acts chapter 17. Paul and Silas then traveled through the town, the towns of Annipolis and Apollonia and came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service, and for three Sabbaths in a row he used the Scripture to reason with the people. He explained the prophecies and proved that the Messiah must suffer and paved excuse me he explained the prophecies and proved that the messiah must suffer and rise from the dead he said this jesus i'm telling you about is the messiah some of the jews who listened were persuaded and joined paul and silas along with many god-fearing Greek men, and quite a few prominent women. But of the Jews were jealous, so they gathered some troublemakers from the marketplace to form a mob and start a riot. They attacked the home of Jason, searching for Paul and Silas so they could drag them out of the crowd. Not finding them there, they dragged out Jason and some of his other believers instead and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have caused trouble all over the world, they shouted. And now they are here disturbing our city as well. Then Jason was welcomed, and Jason has welcomed them into his home. They are all guilty of treason against Caesar, for they profess allegiance to another king named Jesus. The people of the city as well as the city council were thrown into turmoil by these reports. So the officials forced Jason and the other believers to post bond, and then they released them. That very night, the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. When they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. As a result, many Jews believed, as did many of the prominent Greek men and women. I want to put a little insert here. It's important that what you hear preached from pulpits and from the television and the radio, that you search the scriptures. That way you can grow and know the truth. Acts 17, 13. But some of the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea. They went there and stirred up trouble. The believers acted at once, sending Paul on to the coast while Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those escorting Paul went with him all the way to Athens. Then they returned to Berea with instructions for Silas and Timothy to hurry and join them. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply troubled by all the idols he saw everywhere in the city. He went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles, and he spoke daily in the public square to all who happened to be there. He also had a debate with some of, of the Epicureans and Stoic philosophers. When he told them about Jesus and his resurrection, they said, what's this blabber trying to say with these strange ideas he's picked up? Others said he seems to be preaching about some foreign god. Then they took him to the high court of the city. Come and tell us about this new teaching, they said. You are saying some rather strange things, and we want to know all about it. It should be explained that all the Athenians, as well as the foreigners in Athens, seemed to spend all their time discussing the latest ideas. So Paul, standing before the council, address them as follows. Men of Athens, I notice that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines and one of your altars had this inscription on it, to the unknown God. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one I am telling you about. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, He doesn't live in man-made temples, and human hands can't serve his needs, for he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. From one man, he created all the nations throughout the whole world. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries great scripture for today's political situation, not only in the world, but especially in the United States. I'll say it again. God decided beforehand when these governments should rise and fall, and He determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him, though He is not far from any one of us. For in Him we live and move, and exist. As some of your own poets have said, we are the offspring. And since this is true, we shouldn't think of God as an idol designated or designed by craftsmen from gold or silver or stone. God overlooked people's ignorance about these things in early times, that now he commands everyone everywhere to repent of their sin and turn to him. For he has set a day for judging the world with justice by the man he has appointed and he proved to everyone who this is by raising him from the dead when they heard paul speak about the resurrection of the dead some laughed in contempt but others said we want to hear more about this later they ended paul's discussion with them Some joined him and became believers. Among among them were Dionysius, a member of the council, and a woman named Demarius, and others with them. So, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you give us guidance and direction in all that we do. And I pray that we begin and continue to spread the good news that all men have a chance to worship the Lord. I love you and thank you in Jesus' name, amen.